Over two decades in production. Star power before they were stars. Masked Mutilator, the movie, is about to hit the big screen with horror, gore, suspense, nonstop action, beautiful girls, beautiful girls, pro wrestlers, and more. This is the Masked Mutilator Podcast with your host, executive producer and co-screenwriter, Dale Schneck. Welcome back to our podcast. We're fortunate to have... Jim Tank Dorsey returned for a second visit. And the last time we had Tank on our podcast, he told us about being the tour guide for, uh, tour manager for the Misfits. And he was also explaining his involvement virtually all around the globe at conventions for comic and horror fans, um, doing some incredible stuff with uh, a big fan base. So, Tank, welcome back. Thanks for having me. And, and and as a special yes, as a special guest today, we also have filmmaker Faye Merman with Tank in the studios. So welcome, Faye. And Faye, tell us about the film project you and Tank are working on. Well, I'm right in the middle of filming a documentary about Tank's crazy life, pretty much covering everything you just said from his past with the misfits and punk rock music to his cosplaying, which takes him all over the world. And we're what almost we're less than three weeks away from our trip to Australia. Yes. Yeah. So this has uh, been a globe spanning documentary and it's been a blast so far. And how did you come to decide this project was something you want to do? Did you know Tank? I think she person? lost a bet or something. She <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I did not know Tank. I was working for a television station in New York and they sent me to a, a con on Long Island to interview some of the cosplayers. And of course, uh, out of the corner of my eye while I'm interviewing somebody else, in walks this humongous <laughs> naked man. And <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't familiar with the character that, that much. So I walked over to him and just as a photographer, I was visually very interesting and very curious what that was all about. <laughs> so I asked him a couple of questions and I found out he makes his own costumes, not only for him, but for his family. I thought that was, a uh, a pretty interesting dichotomy considering he's this big muscle-bound guy, but there he is hand-sewing things. I just thought he was an interesting guy. And I like to do stories about people that are very genuinely passionate about something, no matter what it is, especially for something I know nothing about, which was the case with this. I really didn't know anything about cosplaying and costuming, and he certainly did. So mm. I asked if I could tag along. So, Tank, how is it to have... A documentarist following you and I mean uh, are they shooting footage or is Faye shooting footage of you in your home with your family uh, on the road I mean what, what's it been like it's a huge ego boost really uh, no I'm just kidding um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, we've shot a little bit at home but uh, I think we've got more in the plans it's been mostly focused on the traveling around the world and the insanity actually behind the scenes of these conventions that you don't see there's um Several things that uh, Faye loves telling the stories about my meltdowns or my tantrums. Tanker tantrums. Tanker tan tantrums, yeah. Um, because, it, you know, what you when I get out there in, in the public eye and I, I present this character, you're just taking it for face value. You don't realize all the the things that went wrong <laughs> to get us there and uh, the, the headaches and the, the sleeping in late and the, the rushing and the things breaking. And, oh, boy, uh, the list just goes on and on. Um, it has been... Um, challenging at times. I mean, there's there's moments when I, I don't have much privacy, um, but I guess that's uh, 
you know, you just got, you just got to get there, get in there and get it, get intimate with it. Um, but it's been, it's been an interesting process for me, not just to be in front of the camera, but to also learn about the filmmaking process, uh, something I've always been fascinated in and, and having a little bit of input, uh, as far as music is concerned or editing and, and bouncing ideas off each other. So there's been, it's been a, a very, uh, interesting relationship has, has developed here that, that we're kind of learning from each other. Um, and it's it's mostly it's it's a lot of fun. I would think. And and Faye, what is the ultimate uh, goal? And and in that, uh, I'm not even using the correct term. But do you see this as a feature documentary? And for paid television, for theatrical distribution, where where do you see it going? What I originally had intended when I met Tank was me being ten years in newspapers. You produce three minute videos. That's it. So I. My actual words to you were, oh, could I just come spend the weekend at your house and make a five-minute video? And that was eight months ago. Mm -hmm. um, and how many hundreds of hours of footage oh, later? God. So with with time, I've learned that this story, that three minutes wouldn't do it justice. It's so long and interesting and funny and, and sad. And th there's some you know sorrow and loss and pain mm -hmm. and suffering and life and happiness. There's just a lot in it. So I do see it as a feature. I don't know how you're going to see it yet. Um, I've had a couple offers, but as far as distributors are concerned, I haven't uh, taken that step yet. I'm still in the middle of putting a trailer together to pass around to people. Um, but if Netflix wants it, you know, I'll give you my number, Netflix. <laughs> I wish it were on Showtime. Me too. That's where Twin Peaks will be, and that's my oh, I know. favorite show are you of all not, time. Are you not salivating already for I that? I can't wait. Yes, in fact, uh, Tom Taylor, who plays Brian Wirth in Mass Mutilator, his cousin is Amanda Seyfried, and she's in, uh, uh, she's a new character mm -hmm. in Twin Peaks, which airs, I think, or starts... May 21st. That's right. It's wow. on my calendar. Mm -hmm. wow. wow, that's interesting. So therefore, if you did a Showtime or a network like that, or a cable outlet like that, you wouldn't have to censor language. I'm not implying that Tank is a foul mouth. Oh, but uh, oh, there's some language no. in my film. <laughs> <laughs> but that would give you freedom that yes. very often uh, people don't have if they go to a, like a broadcast network or something like that. Correct. Yeah, I don't see it fitting in there. I see no. it being something like in a perfect world, Amazon or Netflix, something where you can just stream it. That would be ideal. Well, we know Tank After Dark goes straight to Cinemax. Tank After Dark is a second series of <laughs> yeah. just blooper reels. <laughs> so, Tank, in this process, it's been, you've been filming for how long now? Uh, Since June. Since yeah. June. Okay. What was the most awkward or weird experience when Faye was documenting your life? Well, she likes to get close-up shots of... of like me lacing up my boots or a shot of me putting on my mask from from behind, you know, uh, interesting little clips and cuts like that. Um, what you don't realize is I'm like there in my underwear uh, being filmed in front of a, well, not a stranger, but, you know, somebody I'm not used to being in my underwear around. So that's um, that was a little disconcerting, I guess, in the in the beginning, but I, I guess I've just gotten used to it at this point. You wear leather hot pants in public. Hey, hey, all right, enough now. Um <laughs> Besides that, I've, I've always been very comfortable in front of a camera. Um, somebody said to me once at Wasteland Weekend, Tank, why are you not in the uh, the costuming industry, say, out in, in Hollywood? And I said, well, screw that. I want to be in front of the camera, not behind it. So, uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's it's 
it's been fun um, for the most part. Um, it's been frustrating at times, but uh, it's it, you know I think everybody should have somebody following them around with a camera. At least I'd like for to hear more while. about the frustrating part. No, uh, 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 <laughs> no let's. Uh, we don't want to bore the people now. Come on. I would think people listening to this podcast are saying, "Oh, I can't wait to see this," and I'm being very sincere which is in short supply in the entertainment business. <laughs> but I, I can't wait to see this, Faye. Do you have an idea of what the title might be? I know you're probably months away from the public getting to see it, but do we have an idea or a working title? Yeah. So people could Google that. and Yeah. You know, shockingly with this project, a lot of ideas came to me very quickly and they weren't questioned. They just felt like the natural choice. And one of the very first things was the title of the film. I'm just calling it humongous um i think that obviously exemplifies one not only his his main character but also just the way he lives his life it's humongous and there's nothing little dull or boring about the way you live your life so <laughs> i think that that works on many levels it does because it, there's so many facets to then amplifying the word through you and what you're doing. So I love the title. Thank you. It's great. I can't wait to see the film. So, and, and Tank and I are going, we're going to have to have discussions, Tank. Oh boy. Once we finish, I finish the script for the new footage. Mm. I think you're going to have a lot of fun. And I'm so happy to hear you say, rather than making a career of creating costumes, you enjoy being in front of the camera. Oh, yeah. And I think that what we're going to do with you in the new footage for Masked Mutilator is going to give you a lot of opportunity to really pull out all the stops and do the best things that Tank Dorsey's noted for. I like it. I, I love to entertain, whether it be comedy or drama, you name it. I'm all about it. Well, the film project sounds incredible, but before we go... Faye, Tank, tell us what's coming up, what things you're going to be doing in the coming weeks. Faye, do you want to kick that off? The next thing the Humongous Doc is doing, we're heading to Australia, uh, to the Mad Max Silverton Collective. It's, uh, from what Tank tells me, the largest Mad Max collection in the world. It goes on every other year in the Australian Outback. And I'm, I can't wait to go. I can't wait to go film. And we're going to have drones and GoPros and all kinds of amazing footage out there. So I'm really looking forward to that. Sounds great. Tank. It's, uh, I, I originally attended the event in 2013. Uh, it was a total bucket list thing. I got to drive my friend's humongous machine dressed as Lord Humongous on the same roads that they filmed the Road Warrior on. And I, like, wow, that was all I needed. Um, I intended to go back in 2015. They hold the event every other year. Uh, I, there was a bit of a holdup because the um, um, uh, production company was trying to, to get a, a post-apocalyptic reality show running, trying to see if Discovery Channel would pick it up. So we were kind of on hold with that. And I didn't want to be out of the country if we actually got it. Um, so I ended up not making it. Um, that ended up being a bit of a blessing because a, a good friend of mine was down there and unfortunately died in a motorcycle accident right there on the Mundi Mundi Mound where uh, the opening scene of the, the Road Warrior culminates. Um, so going back there this year, it's not just for fun. It's going to be for a bit of closure. I get to go back to where I lost my friend and sort of catch up with him and let him know how much we all miss him. Um, you know, George Miller actually gave him a, a tip of the hat when he put his name in the credits at the end of Fury Road because this this was something that shook the Mad Max fandom world to the very foundation. Um, the, the 
poor guy was only 27 and, and just full of life. Uh, dearly missed by by many uh, thousands of people actually around the world. So this is this is going to be it's going to be hard for me to go back and deal with this uh, sort of face to face. But it's something I feel like I need to do because uh, he looked up to me like a father figure, um, and I I kind of feel like I should have been there for him. I don't know what I could have done to change fate, but something something's gonna something good's gonna come out of it. I think. I'm sure. Well, I want to thank both of you, Faye Merman, filmmaker, Tank Dorsey. Just blessings on both of you on your projects and the trip to Australia. Thank you. Thank you. And for our listeners, please remember to go to our Mass Mutilator Facebook page and also check out photos and videos and all the inside news about Mass Mutilator at massmutilator.com. And until the next time, this is Dale Schneck, and please stay terrified. For more podcast episodes, to be a part of Masked Mutilator, if you have the guts. And for exclusive behind-the-scenes bonus material, go to MaskedMutilator.com. That's MaskedMutilator.com. Or This has been a Steve Mittman social media creation. Creation. Steve Mittman social media.com.